Hello and welcome to Crosswalk Church for our message this week. We are in a message series called Not Just on Sunday and we're going through how the things that we do on Sunday are to be enjoyed on Sunday but also throughout the week and today we're going to be uh, looking at church music and, and praise and, and going about life with a song in our heart. Now when you hear that church music, what do you think of? As I look at that over my lifetime, church music has changed a lot. And I think when I was young, I, I thought of probably primarily only organ music and organists of varying degree of ability. And then maybe some piano playing, uh, maybe even I, I think of the movie Sister Act when uh, the, the nuns playing in the church and it's kind of slow and the singing's not that great. That's kind of how I, I, I guess maybe my experience or maybe yours was with church music. But now it's changed as you think about contemporary Christian music and, and things of that nature. But for today even, I, I don't want you thinking about as much church music, maybe as much as praising God. And what does it mean for me to praise God, not just on Sunday, but throughout the week? And what does it look like and then also, the, the question for today is, how can I tap into that, the power that I have, the power that God gives us through praise? Because it is, it's very powerful and can affect our lives. Where we are going today is we are going to be in Psalm 98. And I'm going to start with verse 1 right now. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. I, I like this verse when it talks about, first of all, sing to the Lord a, a new song. And, and so it's this idea that, it, that it's new, it, it's fresh, it's not uh, something that's just old and stale, but, but something that's new. And then the content of it is he has done marvelous things. Um, his right hand, his holy arm, it, it shows the strength of God and that it works salvation. And as you hear these words, it's an encouragement to look at the, the grace of God, the strength of God, the salvation of God, what God does for you on a daily basis. That's what keeps it, it new. It, it's that you see it again and again each day. And so this is really calling for us to, to have in our lives a, a way to be creative and, and a way for us to express our relationship with God. When I think of that, the idea of a, a new song and this idea of creativity, it makes me think of my daughter who, I don't know if she's ever bought a birthday card or any other type of card for another person. Every time she has a card that she wants to have for a person, she gets out her colored pencils or her markers or whatever it is, and she likes to create a new card for every situation. And think about that, about the, the amount of, of thinking that needs to be done, the difference between singing a song and writing a song. And it engages you, and, and I encourage you to try to do that with creativity in your relationship with God. Try to put it into words, even if it's just writing it into some type of a journal, that one way to continue to enhance your relationship with God is to put it into words. And eventually, uh, as you look at that, possibly put it into song. So singing to the Lord a new song. 
keep that relationship fresh. The psalmist goes on. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. You see, it's through praise, through, through the praise of God's people, that God makes himself known. And so, in, in many ways, this, the praise is how God's work precedes him. And it, it's a way that he shows his track record. If you were to go through and, and read the Bible from the beginning to the end, you would see that there were many times when individuals, when, when the goodness of God, the greatness of God was shown, they immediately went into a song. Moses, when, when, they, uh, when God worked power and deliverance for him, what did he do? Sang a song. His sister Miriam, when they went through the Red Sea, what did she do? She got out the, the timbrel and, and she sang a song. Mary, the mother of Jesus, what did she do when Gabriel uh, told her that she would have the, this baby? She sang a song. Uh, Zechariah, the father of John, once he had lost his voice, and then when John was born and he was able to speak again, what did he do? He sang a song. David, after just about every victory, it seems, uh, through good times and bad, David sang. And, and from that, we have the book of Psalms. And all of those songs together, all of those praises that they did for all of the things that they had done for God, they, they were God's track record and then a second thing that the praise does is it keeps Jesus and God and his deliverance at the center of their lives. That, that when we see Moses' life, Jesus is at the center of it. David's life, Jesus is at the center of it. Mary's life, Jesus, all of these. And, and that's what they all have in common is all these songs of praise kind of look at Jesus from a, a little bit different angle and God's salvation from a little bit different angle. And when you sing a song of praise, when you sing that new song, when you see God's greatness from your perspective, you also enhance this song of praise. And so the encouragement, though, is to keep Jesus at the center. I think in Christianity right now, one of the things that we need to look out for is that with some of the music that we have, there are, there are Christian songs. Um, and I use the term Christian lightly because they, they maybe have Christian themes, but I would argue, and I ask you to be the judge, to go back and look at some of these songs and simply ask yourself the question, is this religious song or religious theme song that I'm singing, is it Jesus at the center? Or is it my emotion at the center? Is it Jesus at the center? Or is it the melody that I like at the center? And so as we do that, this is the warning. It is so easy, even in praising God, even in, in having Christian music, that we can make it all about me and what I like. And so when we go to these songs of praise, again, going back to Christ, proclaiming his greatness, the forgiveness of sins that we have in him, his love seen throughout the pages of the Bible, his resurrection, his power, all of those things, and, and as we praise him, we are reminded on a daily basis of what a great God we have the privilege of having a relationship with. The psalmist continues, so, so this is all the greatness of God, this is his track record, so what are we to do? Shout, 
Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with the trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. In all of this, when they hear of God's goodness, it calls for a response. How do you respond? And I think that question is interesting just as we look at uh, people in general or our society, how do people respond to seeing things that are uh, amazing, incredible? Now, when I think of when I was in church and I grew up in a, a pretty conservative Lutheran church, there was no clapping in church. That, that if there was a song or something like that, we, we would still keep our heads down and our eyes kind of closed and thank God in our heads uh, for, for whatever song was sung. And now, other places, other people do different things. Sometimes there's clapping. Sometimes people raise their hands. Uh, all of these different expressions. But, but the point is, is that when God's goodness comes into our lives, it calls for a response. And, and the responses seen, in he, seen here are, are very emotional. And all of these, that, that as we do this, are meant to lead people to worship Jesus. And now just for a moment, I know that the message series is not just on Sunday, but it also is on Sunday. And I think of Amanda Pulzer and our worship team and uh, the, gr the great job that they do. And it's really their vision is to lead people, to lead you, to lead me, to worship Jesus. And so what they do is they, they go and they go through the different songs, uh, make different song choices that go along with the theme of the day. And each one of those is meant to point to the message that we are going through that Sunday. And, and honestly, as I look at it, my, you know, are they all my personal choices of what I want the song to be? Are they all my favorites? Not necessarily. But sometimes, even, even in songs that maybe aren't my favorite, I get to sing with you. I get to shout with you. And that is one of the, the great gifts that God has given us in what's called corporate worship. It's the body of worship. It's, it's when the body of the church, all the different parts of the church come together. Remember in 1 Corinthians 12, it says we're like parts of a body. And, and so it's on Sunday morning that the body assembles and all the pieces are there. And so the encouragement, as you are able to, to make sure you join us there because something special is going on. And that is a response that we have to God's goodness together. And now as you, you think about that music and why the music parts of it, because it is, it, it's shouting, it's, it's all these different things, it's, it's voices, it's instruments, that what I wanted to share is a verse of a hymn. Uh, it's called, the hymn is, uh, When in our music God is glorified, is the name of the hymn. And this is the second verse. It says, How often making music we have found a new dimension in the world of sound, as worship moved us to a more profound hallelujah. And what I love about this is that it's this recognition that, that music and what music does to us, it, we, we had said when we were doing the sermon study, it refuses to be pinned down as exactly what it is. But it's more than talking. 
and it's more than cognitive. And it, and it hits our emotions, sometimes in a way that I don't completely understand. I, I've heard people say this before, that, that singing music is the way that the church of our generation, it's the closest thing we have to speaking in tongues. Uh, and, and the reason why is the speaking in tongues wasn't necessarily that rational of a thing always either, but it was the Holy Spirit coming in a way that they didn't completely understand. And as we look at music, it's the same way. There's not necessarily a recipe to it, but it's an overflow of our heart. And just one piece of what I just read in the psalm that said that is the blowing of the ram's horn. And the blowing of a ram's horn was meant to show what a life of praise is. And the reason why is because to blow that ram's horn, you needed, you needed to take a really big breath and then blow to make this sound. And when you think of what worship is, it's what's inside of us that we are letting out, that we are letting it out for the world to see. And, and it's an expression of what is really deep, deep down inside. And whether that be through an instrument or whether it be through our voices, whatever it is, it's music affords us a way to do that that simple speech does not. The psalmist also then looks to nature and says, Let the sea resound in everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he came to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. As I was looking at that, it, it, it gives this picture that the world is really kind of a, a symphony. And all of it, everything in the world, in a symphony, in the sense that it's, it's all kind of working together. And all of these things, which might, be, which might seem like they are just noise, like the rivers clapping their hand, or, or the world, or the mountains, and, and all of these different things, what they really are is a symphony that God is directing, and all of them together, all of us together with them is a song of praise to the greatness of God. And I think if we had to name that song, I think the song is How Great Thou Art. And, and the reason why I say that is because I think that song as an example, if, if, if you want to listen to that today, the beauty of it is you can go to Spotify, you can go to YouTube, and listen to a bunch of different versions of How Great Thou Art. But, but I think of the words, uh, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, the power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. And then the next verse captures exactly what the psalmist says when, when it, the next verse is, And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. And then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art how great thou art. And that is the song that God wants you to sing, the song of your salvation, 
the song of your sins forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that calls for a response and a response and in your life that God wants you to have, not just to his praise, but for you as well to know you're not alone. The guilt removed, the shame gone, God with you every day. And that's why I chose Matthew 26 verse 30 as a final verse for the message today. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This verse is a verse right before Jesus died. It's on Monday, Thursday, the Thursday before Good Friday. And it was then that Jesus, after he had given the Lord's Supper, that they went and they uh, had the Lord's Supper. They sang a song. They, they went through some praise and then, and then went out and worshiped. Or he went out and prayed and then gave his life. And so that, that, that as we look at this, yeah, they sang at the Last Supper, and the truth that I want you to know is praise prepares you. Some days you feel like singing. Some days you're like, yes, I love this song. But some days you don't. And I think it's especially on those days that we, we need to go back and capture God. Help me to have the praise. And so the way that I would describe this is in your house you have a, a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer tells you what the temperature is, but a thermostat controls the temperature. So sometimes for, for people, the, the praising can be like a thermometer. It means I'm happy. It means all these things are going great in my life. But praise, when connected to Jesus, is more of a thermostat. That now, that praise of God and what Jesus has done, now that controls the temperature of my life. It controls the temperature of my heart. And when every day, not just on Sunday, but when every day is a day of worship, when we wake up with a new song, when we identify again the forgiveness and the love that we have in Christ, we begin to see the power of praise because praise makes me less anxious. Praise makes me worry less. Praise with Jesus at the center and worship of him and his great power makes me less self-centered, less irritable, less arrogant. And it makes me more calm, more confident, more faithful, more optimistic, and more hope-filled. And that is why, my friends, I encourage you to live a life of worship with a song in your heart not just on Sunday, because Jesus goes with you every day. His love is with you every day, and you have a reason to respond to that with joy every day. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you that we have reason to worship you. You have given your track record of greatness throughout the pages of, of the Bible and throughout history. And if we're honest, it's going to be throughout the days of our life as well. And so we thank you for that, Lord. Help us to always have a fresh new perspective each day of our relationship with you. Uh, thank you for reminding us each day of your great love that you have for us in Jesus Christ. And now let our lives be a life of, of praise uh, that both comfort us because you're at the center of it and also that it gives you glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. <music>